On this episode of The View from Jamestown, it is mid-September. We had the China tariff exclusions reinstated for the uh, end of the month. We're watching a couple hurricanes developing in the Atlantic. Starting to see some price increases for October, and we're gearing up for our EPCA trip in Vienna at the end of the month. Stay tuned for all this and more on this episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome to The View from Jamestown Podcast Edition. This is episode 96. This is the September 2023 edition. And once again, we are sitting down with the full team this morning, going in opposite order. We have Latin American Operations Manager Javier Fernandez. Good morning, Ben. VP of Sales and Marketing, AJ Petrarca. Inside Sales Manager, Nicole Greenberg. And last but not least, TCC President Rob Roach. Good morning, Ben. Hello, Benny. Good morning. Good morning. You were uh, you had some surprise in your face. I'm going in reverse order there. It's good because we had the best for last. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> you can tell bonus season is soon. You know. <laughs> did you, Javi? Did you see that the the soccer thing when the guy gave the Uno card, the the Uno reverse card? No, you didn't see that. No, no, no. no. There, was a, there was a soccer game and a, a, I don't know what it was. Some it wasn't like a big league, but it was yeah. some smaller league. And the guy gave him a yellow card, and he literally like pulled out his spandex and he pulled out an Uno reverse card and he showed it to the ref. I thought it was fake, and I saw the video. He actually did it in the middle of a game. The oh, rest, I didn't like, see what, it. What, what, do we, what do we do with that? How <laughs> did I miss that? I don't know. I'll, I'll send it to you. It's funny. <laughs> Thank you. Um, you must have been working. Yeah, how long have you been must working? Have <laughs> must have been. Too many emails, not enough, not enough Instagram. I, I think so. I think so. I think that's the case. <laughs> um, how you guys doing? We all good? Good. Doing good. Ben? We got, this must be the most dressed up we've all cumulatively been for a podcast. We got button downs. We got... We got vests. We got TCC logos. Yes, I make sure I have my TCC gear on. Thank you. Thank Love you. I didn't dress up for this. We got other things to do today. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I think we all match quite nicely too for not coordinating. Pretty we good. Do. Pretty we good. Do. I mean, yeah. I like it. That. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> AJ being colorblind, he's like, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, it, it, it always, we always look nice. What do you mean? Yeah, I wear gray. You got a nice day. red shirt on today, AJ. It's crazy. Bright red. Well, my kids told me it was purple this morning, so oh. <laughs> I can see purple. It's, it's kind yeah, of yeah. It's got purple undertones. I'm yeah. kidding. It doesn't look like a picnic table. <laughs> um, it is. Uh, it is mid September. We are past Labor Day holiday. I guess summer is. Seems like it's over. If you ask people on Instagram, seems like oh, Labor Day's over. The summer's over. But we got a good. I think month of good weather. We always talk in Jamestown. This is the best, best time, time to be down best here. Time, yeah. Kids are back in school, which is why Nicole's very happy over here. <laughs> Tourists are gone. <laughs> yeah. Yep. There's a lot, of, a lot of things in alignment that I think make us all very happy. Yeah, no more New York <laughs> plates, no more Jersey plates yep. for the most part. So long. Um, moving into some news stuff. Uh, I know one of the more timely uh, news topics that we had uh, recently was obviously the tariff exemptions being extended, which was, I think, welcomed news for, for us and a lot of folks. That they didn't wait till the day before. We at least got, what, good 30, 40 days heads up. So, yeah, maybe, a, maybe close a to a month. Yeah. Which is uh, which is not typical for our our uh, our government. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they <laughs> a lot of heads this up. time. So that was extended. What just for the end of this year, right? Through the end of this calendar year. Yep. Through, so through December, those are uh, the extension. Uh, the exemptions are in place. It was. Get is it the same up. list, or do they make additions, or or is it just the same list extended? I believe the list has been pretty static. It's the, okay. It's the is it three hundred one C three hundred yeah the three hundred one. Yeah, I think that that list kind of is has been in place. Okay. I, don't, I don't, haven't seen any additions or okay. actions to that list. Just curious about it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's looking at this article, it's 352 product exclusions plus another 77 COVID related exclusions, which are on this 301 list. So whatever 320, 352 plus 77 is, <laughs> we're going to get specific. Um, but yeah, obviously good news helps with some planning for, you know, bringing material in through the end of the year. So I know that was welcomed. Obviously Dicey is probably the biggest one that's impacted for us on, on that. list. So Yep. Yep, yep. All good news there. Um, Mid-September, we're obviously starting to closely track uh, hurricane season. Mm. We're uh, actually looking at one, I guess, for uh, us up in the Northeast, which is a bit bit of a uh, outlier. Um, I guess hitting maybe the end of this week should be uh, Yeah, Friday, be Saturday looks like it's going to be pretty uh, gusty here. Um, luckily, it's not going to hit. It's not going to make landfall, at least in, in the Northeast here. Yep. It's uh, Hurricane Lee. And then there's more behind it, but um, Hurricane Lee is pretty intense and yeah. getting more intense, and uh, it's going to brush off the Cape. We're expected like 40, 50 mile an hour winds here in Rhode Island, which shouldn't be too too bad. You know, we're, we get those, we get storms like that in October, November, December that are that are that bad that aren't hurricanes. So yep. 
nor'easters, but uh, nevertheless, you got to uh, jockey the boat into a spot where it's not going to get destroyed. Other than that, we're, we're you know, batting down the hatches for the weekend. Get the umbrellas off the, yeah. <laughs> off the table on the back patio so we don't have to replace another umbrella. Yeah. Uh, yep. That was a sad looking umbrella last year. Yeah, broken <laughs> in poor. half after the first storm. So, um, but yeah, we've been lucky so far. I mean, we, there was uh, the, obviously the hurricane that came right up into, um, you know, sort of the panhandle area of Florida and uh, didn't cause too much uh, problems with the petrochemical industry. Obviously, there was some flooding and it was a pretty devastating for that particular, you know, that particular like corner there was pretty beat up, but uh, been lucky so far, but really it's just the beginning. Yeah. You going surfing Friday? <sighs> I think you know, I, I, like over, I got work to do. You o- know? Overhead uh, or more, it's going to be gonna uh, something. Yeah, all my uh, surfing friends are hitting me up and they don't really realize that I'm retired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you were retired. <laughs> no, nah, my kid, I, the last hurricane swell, I went out with the kids and, you know, we had a lot of fun. So I'm trying to encourage my kids to, to go surfing. You know, I've got a 16-year-old and a 10-year-old that love it. So, uh, we go together and we have a good time. Not so I still surf, just not intensely. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it seems like the way the swell's coming, even like you might get up in like Macro Cove, you might get some little waves and That's stuff. That's where I've been bringing Finn, my 10 year old. It's yeah. kind of a dribbler of a wave, but you know, he gets long rides and you get that soft board and just encourage him to have fun with it. You know, it's not a, it's not a competition and it's a, something like tennis and golf. Yeah. You can do the rest of your life. So just encourage him to. He took surf lessons all summer and he had a great time with it. So there you go. Yeah, put those skills to put those skills to use here. That's right. He's better than me already at ten years old. <laughs> that's more my speed. Little little dribblers, you know, long, long yeah, yeah. That's, Come on down, Ben. Bring Abby and the dogs. It'll yeah. be a whole day. And, me, and, me and that's Finn. the other thing is the beaches are shut down. You can bring the dogs. That's true. And, I mean, it's just true. What a what a great time of year. All right, we're doing it. All right. Um look at the stock market a little bit from uh past uh, month or so. It seems like it's been mixed, nothing really exciting there. I know some of the inflation reports came out this morning and was a little bit higher than maybe some people expected, but seems like it's been kind of quiet on that front for the most part. Yeah, the big cap stuff's kind of um, a little uh, risky right now. Small caps where it's at um, for investments. Um, treasury bills right now, are they're saying they could go up as high as 6%, which is higher than inflation right now. So that's a good bet for your investments. And finally, uh, international markets. I mean, you look at China, you look at uh, Europe, they're really, really down. Uh, that's when you buy. So yep. uh, invest in small cap uh, T-bills and, uh, and and foreign markets, and you might do well in the next year. Yep. Javier, you've been uh, you've been working, not only doing emails and phone calls, but yeah, I've been, out, I've been uh, out, out I've in the world. Out of the country. Out of the country. Yeah. How uh, how were your recent travels? Oh, Fill us in. It was good. It was a lot of mixed signals. Some people have high inventory. Some people are looking to 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 still to the stock. Uh, some of, some of them are are heavy on the sales. So so it's just a bunch of mixed sign- signals. I also meet with suppliers as well. Some of them are sold down to the end of the year for having high peaks on productions uh, due to demand. And others are just looking for orders. So yeah. it's just a mix of everything. Uh, that, what I have to concur is that um, R&D is up. A lot of people looking for new products, develop new products, uh, customers looking for other alternatives and more more, more uh, environmentally friendly stuff. But yeah, overall, it was good. It was a good, good travel. A lot of, <laughs> I hit five airports in five days. <laughs> Wow, it, it, it was intense. Impressive, impressive, impressive. I feel like a like a crew, crew, crew guy. Yeah, <laughs> but it was good. Yeah, but it was good. It was you got good. your wings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was good. A lot of mixed signals, and but everyone's looking at the U.S. as the as the as the as the savior. You know, still is, still is. I mean, the U.S. is the the mecca. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, for everything. You know, every everyone's looking at the U.S. So it's so it's good for us. Are people? Uh, the people you've met in the various places you were, do you, do you find that people are coming and calling on them or are people not really traveling much? Like, were they no, happy, no, happy to see you? They were and... happy to see me, uh, as usual. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, people they say they're not calling much. They're, they're doing a lot of Zooms, a lot of... Uh, so people are not getting out there as much as yeah. they used to. I think people got complacent and just don't, don't do the thing. But uh, it's important to be there. And I'm, I'm just... I was talking to, to, to a friend of mine and he was like... 
right now the opportunities might not be there but we have to see the market so it's about seeding the market right now just sending samples putting just doing doing the whole thing because this is going to pop up eventually you said seeding the market. Seeding the market. That's, that's a what, good. That's a good. Uh, that's how. That's how. That's how we 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 end up in. We were discussing. I'm saying like, it's not about seeding the market. Like I like that. AJ's yeah. gonna adopt that. I can. I can already see AJ's gonna start. Like, <laughs> we're gonna be in a meeting in two weeks, and AJ's gonna drop that one in there. Hey, I, yeah, see yeah, I smell it, a marketing campaign. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's about seeding the market. That's that's gonna end up my 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 report. That's the title of the podcast I, episode. Of I was just market. gonna say. Yeah. That. Yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, and you make a good point with the inventory thing. I, I know that's been a thing we've been talking about with, I think, a couple of different customers is there's seems like an internal battle between trying to get prices to come down, but also companies that are judging folks based on inventory levels, whether it's monthly or quarterly, or I think it's going to be an interesting end of December because obviously a lot of companies kind of base their end of year inventories at that point. And, you know, there's kind of internal battle. Like people know that if you buy more, you get a better price, but they don't want to buy more because they don't want to have the inventories high. So it's which one's more important to different companies. Yeah. That's I think a lot of people are saying that's going to be an interesting thing at the end of the year. Yeah, I agree. The battle between planning and purchasing. Yeah, very, yeah. very much so. <laughs> like the, the two should work hand in hand, but in a lot of cases they're not. It's no. kind of interesting. There's a divergence right now for sure, you know. Yeah. They, they don't want to have stuff on the floor. They don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And because they got measure on those metrics. Exactly. Uh, they get they, they get measured. I mean, the purchasing guys and the planning guys, they, they'll get they have, they'll have different metrics. So it's right. at this point they're not they're not hand in hand, yeah. But yeah. but they gotta kind of get back together because yes. with, the, with the I mean with the yellow freight thing yep. right now, like people are moving LTL in full truckloads. So it's like if you're seeing a truckload buyer and all of a sudden you say, oh, I only want like four pallets, five pallets, because we just need to get by. Well, you might be paying a lot more for those, you know, LTL shipments based on the yellow freight, you know, mm -hmm. bankruptcy and costs of freight and all that sort of stuff. So. Yep. And and now fuel prices. So you you know they got to get together on that. I mean you 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 know you got to plan better and you got to purchase better. So yeah, yeah, it's a tough a tough uh, balance. Obviously, when you look at it from a thirty thousand foot view, like they should together. But when you're judging guys on what you did in the last thirty days, you know, it's, yeah. obviously you need to see how people are doing and performing at their jobs. But it's a tough it's a tough yeah. metric to. to well, there's also with. cash flows involved. You know, a lot yep. of companies are you know working off of maybe uh, funding from banks and things like that. And, you know, we've talked about this in the past. I mean, those those percentage rates right now are very high. So the more you buy, the longer you're holding in time value of money, it adds up as well. Tough. Yeah, it's tough. It's a tough one right now. Well, one thing that uh, obviously helps companies with planning and business and whatnot is, you know, taking advantage of technology and systems. I know something that we talk a lot about with our, you know, what's what the future is going to hold and, using our tools to the best of our ability and even things like this, like, you know, doing our podcast and leveraging those tools um, has obviously been a, a big thing. We, we had a good meeting this or last, last week, two weeks ago, two weeks ago. Yeah. Two weeks ago. Weird yep. that it was that long ago. Um, had a good meeting with the, uh, you know, the folks at, at data core, obviously we worked with for a long time, even prior to your time, right? I mean, yeah. long, yeah, long, long time. I've even joined, uh, what, like 30, been... 31 years or something like that. I can remember the implementation. I was 16 years old, so it's been 33 years. So I'm 49 now. So 32, 33 years that we we uh, partnered with DataCore, and it was a massive expense for us at that time, um, and something that we invested in to make sure that we were going to be prepared in the future on an ERP CRM level to 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 grow our revenues and and be robust. And they've they've kept up with the times. They've done a great job. And uh, we're happy to partner with them and, and, and really drive it into the future and, and help develop tools that can help us. And it was, it's, it's been, you know, it's been good and, and uh, working with them and, and having such a young team too to, that utilizes these tools and then say, hey, here's what we can do better. Uh, I think that's going to be, you know, as we've talked about a lot, that's the future for us. So we're, we're yeah. a people company, but we've got to have systems in place to drive our, our business forward if we're going to grow. I think the chemical industry is so interesting with it too. Like you get everywhere from companies that we still see that don't have a website or have an updated website in 30 right. years, all the way to companies that spend, what was it, $10 million on their customer portal and everywhere in between. So it's, it's been kind of interesting. You know, I think a lot of industries are everyone moving in the same direction, more technology, less technology. There's definitely a divergence in the chemical industry. It seems yeah, I mean, before you important. spend tens of millions of dollars to create tools that customers aren't going to use, you might want to think about it. Yeah. You know, so 
it's almost like you you want to stay ahead, but you also want to like serve up what is going to make our relationship between customer supplier us uh, smoother uh, and and easily used with other systems because we're in a distribution software environment that doesn't mean our customers are so having yeah. that um you know uh, information exchange is very very important so yeah um, well i thought datacore made a good analogy when we were meeting too they, they kind of compared you know the crm and the system to a hammer like you can give anybody a hammer it doesn't mean you can build a house right which is a lot of the same things you can get everyone to sign up for the system doesn't mean you have it's not going to replace people. It doesn't mean you have the people that can use it, pull the data out and go take that and go call on people and whatnot. It was kind of a cool comparison. It's true. Like there's so much technology out there. It doesn't mean you can use it to the best of your ability. It's just a, a tool. It's another tool. It's been interesting in, in, in my career to see that, that trends come in and companies will go all in on it. Yeah. And then they have to backpedal, you know, and, uh, and we're careful about that stuff. I think we've learned from watching that happen so many different times. And, uh, so we're a little bit more reserved about it, but uh, you know, but we're a hundred percent invested in systems and improving our systems and working with our partners. So yeah. Well, on that note, we uh, while we had DataCore here at the offices, we recorded a little podcast segment with them. So we'll uh, put that little clip uh, clip in here. Morning, Sean. Morning, Alex. How you guys doing? Good morning. Good. Doing great. This is uh, this is your podcast uh, debut for both of you guys. Yes, yes it is. Yeah. Thanks a lot for having us out. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Good to have you guys here. Um, so for those who don't know, Sean, Alex from, uh, from DataCore, uh, a good long-term partner of TCC and, uh, important on our side with the marketing and sales and all that, uh, fun stuff. Um, I guess to kick things off, you know, since you're brand new guest to the podcast, why don't you guys, uh, introduce, uh, each of yourselves and then whoever wants to give the, the DataCore 101, I'll give you the floor. Um, but maybe Sean, we'll start with you yeah. as the, as the veteran here. That's right. great. Uh, my name is Sean Duran, uh, DataCore senior customer success manager. Um, DataCore is a an ERP, Enterprise Resource Planning, and a CRM, Customer Relationship Management Software uh, Provider. B2B solutions, uh, primarily focused within the highly regulated chemical distribution and process manufacturing space. I've been around for uh, a little over 40 years, so it's not our first rodeo, and uh, excited to be here uh, supporting uh, this podcast and uh, get an opportunity to share some of the new stuff that we've been working on and making sure that... Uh, you get recognition for being such leaders and working with us so closely uh, over the years. Yes. Yeah. Uh, really appreciate this. Absolutely. Thanks. Appreciate having you guys here. And yeah. uh, I guess the, the relative newcomer here to the group. Yeah. Um, so my name's Alex Cochran. I'm the product manager for the CRM at DataCore. Uh, so my job is to, you know, keep pushing our CRM platform forward, make sure that we're solving the problems for customers like you guys, make sure that we're, uh, you know, continuing to, to, you know, add enhancements and, and, you know, solve those problems that you guys have. Perfect. Um, and I know you kind of said a little bit, but you know, what's the, what's the e-pitch on, on data core? What, you know, what, what are the historical services you guys have offered and you know, yeah. what you guys have done in the last couple of years? That's been exciting. A lot of, I, I threw out a bunch of acronyms there, but, um, <laughs> we love acronyms. Chemical yeah. industry loves, <laughs> loves acronyms. Yeah. Uh, especially in the regulation side. But so, uh, well, I guess the big differentiator is that, uh, you know, we started, uh, collaboratively within the chemical distribution space, solving problems back when computers didn't really have mice. And uh, we've maintained that relevance and the focus. And a big part of that is that we're, we work really closely with our customers to understand what are the driving factors of running a chemical company. That's important. So you got to put in a sales order. We know that you may sell the same product to 15 different customers with 15 different prices, three different units of measure, packaging, but you need to know how profitable you are. So there's a lot of nuances that are involved within the chemical industry. And we are a, a niche software solution that provides a, a perfect fit for customers that have to have to accommodate those requirements. Yeah, and obviously you guys have been quite busy the last, what, five years, I guess, with you know, adding folks, you know, adding companies and brands to your guys' umbrella. It's quite the, get quite the group. Yeah, that's right. Um, so like I said, uh, originated in 1981, but, uh, you know, as far as the uh, the leadership goes, we have recently had um, you know Sean O'Donnell, who was one of the first salespeople and became president, uh, passed the baton to new leadership. He's still you know steering the ship in many ways, but uh, getting a little bit more time on the greens, which is well deserved. But in that process of passing the baton to uh, the younger generation, uh, there's 
the big opportunity to expand Datacore's presence, not just within the chemical distribution space, but uh, larger within the regulated food and beverage and process manufacturing. So doing a lot of work, um, building out our, our companies uh, strategically from a management perspective and bringing in best class employees to make sure that as we grow, we grow smartly, strategically, and uh, we're, we're building the products that our customers need. Yep. And I guess jumping mm -hmm. to you, Alex, obviously there's the, the kind of newcomer jumping in yeah. and seeing what, what Datacore's had going on and, and, and is working on. Um, you know, from your point of view, what, what's kind of, what's, what's getting you excited about the industry and the company and, you know, some of right. the things you've been working on the last, I guess, year or two? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I've been with the company for about a year. Um, I've had a long history in product management, uh, sure. thinking about solutions in different industries and kind of different roles. Um, I'm really excited about Datacore because of that integration between the CRM and the ERP and a lot of these other um, companies that we're taking a look at that we've um, been piecing together over the past few years. Um, building that kind of overall suite of things that we can do for our customers um, and providing that connectivity across uh, their organization. So, uh, you know, I'm <laughs> excited to push those things forward and, sure. and really have that kind of value that you can't get without you know spending a ton of money trying to uh you know do it yourself yeah 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 i think that's one of the probably more refreshing things too is it's you know i think me being involved in the marketing side and systems and tools and all that stuff it's, it's so easy for companies to say oh we have this great xyz feature and this does this and you know oh this video platform does this and it's like that's all it's all cool it's all a very cool thing but like how does it tie back to business and sales and profit like you had just mentioned it's it's right. always nice hearing companies, especially like yourselves, that are like, you know, we can do this, X, Y, Z, we bought this company to do this, and it's all going to tie back to showing you dollars and cents and make more money and be more profitable and all that stuff. So it's always nice hearing, you know, especially technology companies and things like that are all tying it back to, at the end of the day, we want the business to do better. Yeah. You know, that's that's the end goal here. Yeah, right. I mean, I, you know, we're doing our strategy and growing the business sort of by expanding our market uh, opportunities by going into different areas, but our bread and butter has always been the chemical distribution space. And yep. we've, I think we've prided ourselves on always having a very collaborative approach in, in our product. Our product wouldn't be what it is today without meeting with our customers, making sure what their problems are and solving those with, with software. Right. It's not, it's not rocket science, but uh, we do it pretty dang well. And uh, um, these meetings like this, we, we get better insights and, you know, things that we're doing to be more involved are like creating you know, uh, limited availability programs with our customers to actually, you know, early on vet out, Hey, does this look right? Is this going to add value? If not scrap it, let's start over sure. what's most important. Um, so you know, some of the initiatives that we're doing lately, you know, in response to a lot of the sort of craze around AI and all those things are, you know, People are seeing that, but there's also constraints within the workforce. People are concerned, cash flow constrained. They want to do more with less. So everyone's wanting to do automation. And right? yep. so uh, we've, we've built out a more robust automation suite uh, that allows you to you know, drag, and drop, drag and drop documents in, automatically enter in transactions and whatnot, but also better, better integrations with big partners. So people are going back to uh, EDI and then of course the the more common route is our API solutions and then there's analytics and the, so everyone's trying to do more with less and we're just trying to make sure that they're aware of what we have today and that we're keeping pace with demands as they come on. Yeah it makes sense to I me mean, it's, it's probably an interesting time specifically in the kind of technology space and you know the software as a service piece of it you know you get all these buzzwords AI and then there was blockchain and there's all these different things that get thrown around and it's all important and it's all important to understand how it can work and how it can benefit your business and whatnot and I think the other side of that is people expect very quick solutions. People expect technology to roll very fast. People expect the new Apple iOS every year with the new shiny features. Yeah. So there's, a, I'm sure, pressure on you guys to keep innovating and developing and compete with the SAPs and Oracles and Salesforce's of the world and that whole thing. Yeah, some, yeah. sometimes it's just putting a little lipstick on a pig yeah. you know, because <laughs> yep. it looks old. Like, oh, you mean it, we just needed to make it a rounder and a shadow on that button <laughs> yep. and then now it looks fresh and clean and new colors same i can, I can just hear that the, 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 the graphic design of the background giggling at that we don't, <laughs> we don't use comic sans if that helps at all. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's like a taboo in graphics right um but uh yeah like one of our differentiators as well you know 
the CRM integration is a big differentiator yeah. for data core because um, that nuanced aspect of uh, selling the same chemical or same product to people in various units of measure and be able to like compare how am I selling this product across all my customers? If though I sell this person in gallons, this person by the case, stuff like that. Yep. Like a lot of other systems struggle with that. And sure. so out of the box, we're trying to provide valuable insights to not only the um, the people operating the business, but the salespeople that need to make decisions. So a real differentiator is the tight integration with our CRM and the data analytics that's presented to the salespeople that's relevant and consumable and it answers questions that they need answered with one click. Right? Yep. So information and the access to it, like you're saying, people want it now. And so uh, often it happens to, to like just educating people. It's there, but they forgot to read the screen and hit the drop down and notice yep. that it was already there. Right. Yep. So um, we're happy that we've been having a solution that's been solving problems well for a long time. We're making it color, more colorful with better rounded edges to attract <laughs> people better. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a solid, uh, solid company that is focused and innovating uh, with the, the newest technologies out there that we can. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, with the ERP piece going from order entry to invoicing all the way to the sales side and prospecting and the marketing tools, it's, yeah. it's you know, it's a, it's a, a full suite of, of tools that's really all in one. And especially if you're in our space, it's fantastic. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm usually one of the only uh, software people at uh, the trade shows sure. that we go to, right? Yeah. And nobody else is having beers with you at the lobby bar at a, uh, at a you know, I don't know, regulatory conference. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. who, who, what kind of software people think that that's where business is done. And there's a lot of business done with operations management because they're complaining about stuff that they never thought there was a solution for. Sure. And so, hey, didn't you know about this button? Right click yeah. here. <laughs> Auto. Yeah. Yep. So, so, so what yeah. are the, some of the big, uh, you know, what's, what's some of the big projects you you out on the horizon? What are the things that are keeping you up at night for the next six to 12 <laughs> months? You know, what are the, what, what, what's the big picture things that folks right. are asking for and, and that you guys are putting priorities on that, that you're seeing in the industry? Yeah. Um, I think the answer to that is more so what's keeping you guys up at night <laughs> that we need to, to work on to, to help uh, out with, right? That is the correct answer to the question. Yeah, so yeah. good job. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I mean, one of the things that we're super excited about over the next, you know, six months to a year is uh, taking another look at pricing, uh, being able to surface uh, pricing information and concerns in a better way, uh, you know, with the pandemic, uh, prices went all over the place. Sure. Uh, a lot of volatility across the business. Um, so giving or putting together tools that make it easier to go from, you know, this is an issue here that I need to take a look at um, all the way through being able to uh, actually, you know, see, uh, come to the right price and then put that in front of your customer in a, you know, kind of streamlined way. And, and so that's something that we're working through kind of early designs now that we're excited about. Um, you know, some, some early prototypes have gotten, you know, some, some good feedback. Um, but we're, uh, yeah, definitely looking to roll that out in the next, you know, six months, three years. Yep. And then I'd say also like, so I've been in the chemical space uh, for about 12 years. Prior to that, I was in more of a B2C environment and sort of mirror sort of your, ex both your expectations and also like how the different sort of industries work, right? Business to business has been, was been slower probably to adopt technology, whereas the B2C companies are faster yeah yep. and that's more where we see experience we get amazon click to pay one and we're like why can't this happen in the b2b world right sure. it's common it, it's it's common um and so automation and solutions like that click to pay all of those are available um and a big part of that is having a robust api um set and those apis for those that are not aware i know it's weird uh I can give you the real acronym or I can just tell you that it's the way that two softwares the, talk the, to each other. Oh, no, I want the other one. I want the other one, I, I want the other one you gave her because it's the best explanation of APIs <laughs> I've ever heard. So, so uh -huh. an, an API is uh, basically the hose that connects two softwares together in, in, in the internet. And what's really important is that you, you make sure that the APIs have the right uh, adapters. So they always screw in their universal adapters. So, we're building those APIs with the universal adapters so that you can plug and play with whatever modern software is out there. And that really un unleashes, you know, 
let other people be creative and awesome. Sure. We're great at what we do. We're not trying to be great at everything. Uh, so best in class, bring it in and we're happy to integrate and, and collaborate. Did, did you give him that metaphor or where did he? <laughs> no, no. He came up with it all on his own. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good one. <laughs> yeah. uh, but yeah, it's, it, I use the hose one because it's how, because ultimately you're sending information yeah. back and forth. And right. unless those, those, those connections are solid, you, you get, I don't know. Yeah. Hoses leaking which, stuff. which in itself is an important realization that you guys are great at X, Y, and Z, but you don't need to do the whole alphabet, you know, stick to what you guys are good at and then, you know, let the other information and marketing tools and what like, you know, feed out from, from there. So it's, it's exciting. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but then we also have to serve like a variety of different customer sizes, right? So you have your, just like you likely have customers that are, you know, uh, they could be small family owned businesses with maybe five employees. And then you have your, you know, uh, $2 billion companies with sure. divisions and complexities galore and all that. So we have to service all of those and, and you wouldn't be surprised or you may be surprised that, uh, same problems, different level of like, like priorities and all that. So, yep. um, we have to make sure that software is scalable and it works for both small and the large. Sure. Not an, not an easy undertaking, but uh, or that's what's really important about having a support system and team also behind the scenes that understands the industry because answering answering questions about the same program from two different companies, you get two different answers. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that's uh, unnecessary detail, but our support system is, is a critical part of the solution as well because we're not your um, generic... SAP or Microsoft, we're both a single source for developing it and supporting it and implementing it. Yep. Those are another differentiating factors. Like our industry expertise isn't just reliant on some reseller. We have it in house and we nurture that. And we, sure. we, it's it's so important that our support people understand what our customers do, right. so that they can answer questions appropriately. That's what you expect, right? You expect you call and be like, "Why isn't this working?" Like I know exactly what you're probably doing because. I understand your industry. Yeah, right? yep. no, hundred percent. Um, well, I, you know, it was a great to kind of have a chat with you guys. Great to you know better understand your guys' business and what's to come and ways we can continue you know developing some of these tools together and whatnot. Yeah. Um, you guys have uh, you guys have any travel or trade shows coming up, or what's what's the best way that folks can can reach out to you guys or get in touch with you? Um, on my OnlyFans account. <laughs> 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 now. Um, just uh, hit us up on Datacore. Uh, LinkedIn uh, is usually where we post a lot of our content. Um, mm -hmm. um, you can search for my name on there. Uh, hopefully I'm one of the better Shonda Rands out there. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, well, I can share my contact information. You can put up a QR code, see if somebody will actually stop the video and pick their camera up and scan a QR code. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Ch challenge accepted, Zach. We're going to see what we can do there. Um, but, uh, awesome. Yeah. Um, where next shows, uh, I'll be at the uh, NACD Northeast. I believe it's right here in Providence uh, at the right. end of September. Yep. Um, we'll be at the annual. NACD is a real important uh, association for Data Core. Sure. Um, but we're also at like the AFPM, we'll be at IFT, we'll be at Adhesive Sealants. So there's a variety. Um, check out our website. We have uh, webinars and uh, locations we'll be visiting uh, regularly. Uh, webinars are a great way to keep uh, up to speed. I know we're not as fancy as you guys with these podcasts, <laughs> right. but uh, we do ha try to have some focused uh, webinars on a routine basis to educate our customers on what's new, sure. what's coming up, and uh, what's relevant. Awesome. We well, appreciate you guys making the trip. Appreciate you guys making some time for the uh, for the podcast yeah, thank here. Thank you so much for having us. It was good. Good talking to you guys. Good. Uh, you know, we we appreciate the the support and you know the the back and forth of some of the tools we need and the, you know the things that we need to grow the business and also the stuff you guys are working on and are promoting. Obviously grow the business as well. It's been, I think, a great long-term, you know, even before all of our times uh, at our respective companies that I know the two have worked together. So it's it's been awesome and, and we appreciate the support. Yeah, man, it, right. we couldn't do it without you. And like, you guys are really, um, you guys are, you're a step ahead of some customers. I, mean, I don't have to name names, but uh, it's good to have customers that are, are seeking out innovation and uh, and are, are and are actively implementing, and that like I see that in in the chemical company, and uh, it, our relationship only gets stronger the more we interact like this. So I'll be back for round two whenever you like. Looking forward <laughs> to it. Looking right. forward to it. Thanks, Thank man. you guys, and right. we'll Thank see you. you again soon. All, All right. right, take, take care. care.
All right, moving on, uh, looking at kind of a higher level of things, talking about supply and demand a little bit. I know last time, I think it was, we talked about things like the Dow FM that are, is still going on, something that seems like it yeah. could last into even the early part of next year. Um, so starting to look at, I think, what that supply and demand balance will look like coming into the end of this year and even into the early parts of next year. Um, you know, I know, I guess specifically that, that Dow FM still is causing some wrinkles and supply for a lot of different things and a lot of question marks around that one. Yeah. Um, Definitely that. And then there's been some outages in the Gulf, um, you know, on propylene. Yep. Um, so, you know, we've seen propylene pop from the low 30s to the high 30s, even low 40s, we've heard. Um, so there's definitely, and then of course, I don't know if I'm getting ahead of myself here, no, but please. oil, you know, oil's at 88, 89. Uh, we predicted, you know, a couple of podcasts ago that this would happen. It's, it's, it's definitely materializing. And, uh, the, you know, things like phthalic and hydride, precursor to that, orthoxylene up big. Um, we're seeing benzene uh, move up pretty strong. And we're also seeing customers that are um, not believing that this is happening, you know. So yeah. um, it is happening and um, it's having an impact on the overall stock market, which we talked about earlier, that it really uh, was gaining. And now it's kind of at a stalemate because... Obviously, eighty nine, ninety plus dollar oil is going to be inflationary. Um, but we've also heard things that you know, like the uh, the demand for employees has really waned. Um, you know, there was quiet quitting, and now there's quiet firing. You know, like going on. So um, there's you know there's some things to support a, a, a stall in in interest rate increases, um, but they're still keeping um, the Fed is still keeping it open to possibly more interest rate increases. So uh, the other thing we've heard is that uh, automotive is a little slow because, you know, financing a car right now is seven, eight percent housing. um, You know, I, I deal with a lot of contractors and things like that. They're starting to um, in the middle and, and lower end stuff is starting to dry up. The high end is, is doing well because the rich are getting richer, but, yep. um, but the, you know, the, the low and middle stuff is really starting to slow up, uh, here in the Northeast, but it's already been done that in the Midwest. So, you know, there is an overall impact and, uh, we're feeling it from these, uh, interest rate hikes and now we got costs driving up. So it's kind of a, it's, it's an interesting time. For a lot of your conversations when you were traveling, is it a lot of the same, competition you still see a lot from china and different places or yeah. you see china train yeah. turkey train india yeah. is becoming more and more uh upcoming uh for materials so yeah definitely same 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 of the same conversations having here having south of the border yeah yeah and i guess as other regions start to pick back up whatever that is if europe starts to do a little better if asia starts to do a little bit better that'll help improve the or reduce the competition, I guess, in North America, but until that happens, like, you know, like you said, North America is still the, the Mecca where everyone's looking. Yes. For it's been sure. a long time that it's been that way, you yeah. know, and I don't know how much longer we really need the support of the rest of the world and, and we need to help them, um, you know, get back into a place where they're consuming. Um, and I think it's a matter of time, but there's going to be some, uh, there's going to be some straws broken, you know, here, yep. um, in the meantime. So we're going to see some rationalization and, and uh so yeah um so we don't have uh we don't have tlc on on this episode obviously we had the uh the data core folks uh as our kind of segment for this one um but looking at freight a little bit you know rob mentioned oil tricking upwards we're seeing fuel uh freight costs and fuel surcharges trickling upwards a little bit um i know we saw some i think import pricing going up a little bit i think china was starting to work a little bit upwards on freight prices right on certain things yeah the ocean freight prices from china um have been up. I think if, I think they've kind of flattened out a little bit, but they yep. did uh, they did pop a little bit. Um, yeah, I guess they you know they're, they're blaming Christmas season uh, upcoming. You know, <laughs> True, we're there's, there's always something, right? Yeah. But um, yeah, it seems like it's kind of flattened out. There's uh, a, isn't there a holiday being. coming up too? Isn't there like a October shutdown? Yeah, what is this? Like is it like the Dragon? Not the Dragon Boat Festival. It's that already happened. I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah, there is a holiday. It's coming like up. a Labor Day type of thing. They yeah. love their holiday. That's what it is. Oh, yeah. Labor Day, Chinese Labor Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a Labor, Day, and it's a. I don't know if it's a full week, but usually they take a full week. Do they'll they? Say, yeah, like every yeah. holiday there's like twelve days. <laughs> oh, well, we well there's preparation for the holiday, so it starts beforehand, and then uh, you know uh, ramp up after the holiday. So yeah, um, 
but all the Europeans are coming back to work now. So True. it's September. So we'll see them back at work and we'll see them in Vienna in a couple of weeks. It's amazing. All the EPCA inquiries were all of a sudden getting. <laughs> I was going to say, yes. September 1st comes around. It's like, I, wow. <laughs> all of a sudden, everyone's back to work. Yeah. They're, you know, all, you know, excited about it. Yeah. And, you know, all the schedules are, <laughs> all the tentatives are all farmed up. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that's kind of what we're keeping an eye on. You know, freight probably trickling back upwards, maybe slowly to end the year, both truck freight and ocean freight, just something to keep an eye on. I don't know if there's many drastic increases and whatnot. Well, fuel, sur- fuel surcharge for sure. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that was starting to be a null and void thing, you yeah. know, and all in rates were coming back for like a minute. Yeah. You know, and then it was like, oh no, wait, we got to put the fuel surcharge. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Just kidding. Um, any featured products, any, any new things we want to talk about? Anything, uh, anything exciting? Yeah. You've been talking a lot about, the sample request, I mean, you know, Javi nailed it. You know, it's it, it's cool to see, you know, all of the shifting and sampling and technical discussions that are going on. It's very exciting. Yeah, yep. we've had a lot of, uh, I'd say the last probably three, four weeks, the the sample requests have been off the chain. Um, so, yeah, that's, yeah. Been, that's been nice to see. A lot of different um, sourcing from different areas uh, and opportunities that are coming up, um, new developments as well as, you know, existing R&D projects that I think are finally getting taken off the back burner. Mm-hmm. Um, we know now that we're coming into, to, you know, all of the R&D folks that are, you know, starting to really get back into doing their job. So it's, it's nice to see, especially this time of year, um, where I think like we discussed earlier how a lot of destocking coming into December, um, but no, a lot of testing development. So I think it's going to be a robust, uh, you know, Q1, Q2, as long as the, the testing and, and trials are successful. Yeah. I mean, rather than focus on a few products and letting our competition know what we're up to, let's just say we've got a broad portfolio yeah. of, yeah. Um, you know, different products and, and we've got to focus on sustainable products and green products and all these different things that we can bring solutions to the customers you know, in those, um, parentheses, you know, very well. And, um, more and more products are coming to light and we, we've got a very, a very technical sales team that is very interested in all this and they're bringing these products to market. So, you know, whether it's an outage like the Dow fire and, and shifting and getting uh, a means for people or looking at sustainable and green products and future products that could be coming in, you know, to their product line, we we're, we're there and doing that right yep. now. Yeah, it feels like we're getting a mix of inquiries from, you know, existing customers that say, hey, do you guys do this? Or we're looking at that. And then, you know, stuff that comes in, people calling in or through the website or things like that for all sorts of stuff that, you know, we can try to chase down as well. I mean, we're here. We're available. You could email any one of us and ask us a question about what's going on, WhatsApp, email, you know, whatever. You could find (laughs) us, man. And uh, that's what we want to remain as a company. You know, uh, my door is always open. My phone's always ready to take a call. I'm ready to talk. Um, you know, we're, there's no, uh, levels here in this company. There's no barriers to communication. We're ready to talk. And, uh, and, and that's where we see the innovation, uh, really popping is, is in these discussions and the future of, uh, you know, of the company is still might not be our product mix today. We've, we've adapted over, you know, 35 years with different product mixes and we're going to have to continue to adapt and, and we never yeah. want to block communication because we need to know what's in demand out there so we can bring that to the market. We're going to keep seeding the market with new products. That's yeah, right. Exactly. And then we're going to water it and it's going to grow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're going to let AJ run with this. Uh, this, Fertilize it. this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can see the wheels turning already. AJ's all over this metaphor. New, new product campaign. Yeah. It's going to be taglines. Fantastic. Yeah, I like it. Um, we talked a little bit about oil. Um but looking at, you know, energies and, and some of the derivatives for September, um, a lot of stuff's pretty flat. Oil's been up 5 $6. U.S. gas, at least, is flat to maybe slightly down. Stock market's kind of been mixed. Um, the uh, the U.S. dollar continues to strengthen a little bit versus the euro. So mm-hmm. nothing super exciting, but, you know, everything's been, you know, it seems like price has been flat to down for the most part, but there's some some upward pressure for October and November and the end of the year, I think, based on production costs. Yeah, I would watch the propylene. Uh, I would watch, uh, you know, benzene. Obviously, all the derivatives of oil are moving up, being impacted right now by uh, uh, eight, ten percent increase in oil prices, and and them holding. You know, I mean, I, I remember just a month ago, everybody was like, "Oh, eighty dollar 
you know threshold that it won't go past well now it's 89 yep. you know so um well, even, even ammonia is up like 90 bucks it settled up 90 dollars for september so it's you know these things are you know I, th I don't know if it's flat to down anymore i think yeah. people, people are talking flat to down but it's like the, the derivatives are showing starting to move up mostly upward momentum you know but yeah we'll see where it goes yeah yeah i have to agree with aj i you know not flat to down anymore I, I haven't yeah. seen that it's been you know and we expect some price increases for october no, november on a lot of our products so um you know and and we've seen some i would say august is the first time in a year i've seen pre-buying yeah so we did see a good bit of pre-buying in august people knew that there was going to be you know price increases on some of our products and and started to bulk up and and then i got a report yesterday that there was a few customers that were sending orders in to get things before october hit so you know there's people that are are doing well and busy and and they're they're making sure they're keeping their costs where they're at in anticipation of higher costs by the end of the year it's an interesting i'm starting to have some of those conversations where we haven't really had to pass any increases along for the better part of a year like, what, what do you mean prices are going up like it's <laughs> people people aren't used to it on the other hand i will say our suppliers are starting to panic because yeah. their their costs are way up, especially uh, European. Yep. Remember, we had a very very warm winter last year, and energies weren't really much of a factor in Europe as anticipated. Well, we don't know what's going on right now. There's sure. tremendous flooding um, in Libya, which is a storm that went through the Mediterranean, and there was a lot of rain and whatnot in you know throughout Europe, and and so we can't really depend on um, you know on weather to be. Uh, as it's been historically so we sure. could have a really cold winter matter of fact the farmer's almanac is calling for you'll yep. be happy nicole uh, <laughs> a, a cold winter um colder the better yep <laughs> so there's some factors out there that could really have an influence on on yeah. energies and and right now uh europe is good is, is in a tough shape when it comes to that and uh better than last year though yeah. but um, well, wrapping things up, looking at travel and trade shows, we had a, a section in here talking about, you know, relationships and uh, upcoming travel and things like that. And I think it kind of mirrors what Javi was saying in the beginning about getting out, traveling, seeing people. I think people, uh, people appreciate it. People want to see people. And on the other hand, you got plenty of companies that you see that are very much, you know, cutting back on travel and reducing either the level of, you know, where you can fly or how far you can fly and things like that. And, you know, no more important time than ever to go out and see people, which I think ties in nicely with the time of year and getting back to trade shows and travel. And I know we got a few shows coming up. I know obviously Hobbies just traveling. I know you were talking about traveling at the end of the month, going back to see people. And um, it was a couple, I think, good shows that we look forward to every year that are coming up in the next couple months between the NACD show. And then we're leaving next week for EPCA, which will be. Yeah. Really I don't good. think this crew ever really slowed down yeah. you know, <laughs> uh, when it comes to travel. And, yeah. um, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, really looking forward to Vienna, EPCA, seeing everybody and, yeah. uh, you know, spending some time there because uh, it's it's really important to get together, not via Zoom and Teams. It's more important to get together and uh, connect as humans. So yep. uh, really looking forward to that. And, and uh, we're encouraging travel. We're not yeah. cutting back. Yep. That's for sure. Yeah, it would be uh, yourself and Steve, who's been there a bunch of times, then me and Corey, who have never been there. Right, so. right, right. That's <laughs> right. We had a and then the newbies. The newbies. Yeah. We're, we're going to miss yeah. Javier, though, you know. Uh, yeah. We're going to miss Ray. We're going to miss Javier, uh, two yeah. characters that, that normally come to Europe, but, uh, you know, they're too, uh, they're too cool now. They, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're too busy doing, uh, doing what they got to do. Actually, Ray is getting a, a partial knee replacement. Yep. And, and Javi's been, you know, focusing more on trade, Latin America, Asia, things like that. So yep. uh, we're all doing the right things, but uh, we got a great team. Looking forward to it. Yeah, so we're uh, we're obviously finalizing meetings for the EPCA, which is exciting. And then uh, you'll probably get some get into some of the other shows on the next episode. I think October, November, starting to look uh, busy. I know you're starting to talk about Apple. I'm sure with uh, in no was that early November? Yes. That'll come up sooner rather than later. Yeah, I'll have two characters with me as well, AJ, <laughs> AJ and Corey. What a, what a crew. That's, that's going to be quite the... Uh, you know, Brazil's a very dangerous place, but when those three show up, <laughs> they, uh, it's got to get much more dangerous. Yeah, yeah. So if you introduce AJ as your boss, how are you going to introduce Corey in Spanish? I don't know. I mean, AJ's my boss, but uh, yeah. uh, I don't know. The, AJ. the entertain. How do you say the entertainer? An entertainer, yeah. The, you know, the, Corey's the entertainer? The entertainer, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. The the Joker or the uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he needs a good like Spanish nickname. 
I'll, I'll come up with one. Like, I, I'll, I'll, I'll have, to, have time until November, so I have time. <laughs> That's, That's your homework for the next uh, the next episode. Yes. Is the, we, yes. we, need a, we need a nickname for Corey Mullins. Let me write that down. Yeah, put that <laughs> on, on the to-do list. Put that on the to-do list. Javi, I he noticed really wrote the... Corey nicknames. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Javi, what, what happened to the to the yellow notepad? Did we run out? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I just just pull out pull up this uh, okay. white one. Oh. I like I like the white. It's clean. Le- legal say. pad. Legal pad. Yeah. Always <laughs> in a legal pad. Oh man. Well, that uh, I think that wraps things up. I mean, we are uh, exciting to say we're sneaking up on episode 100, which is cool. We're starting to think about some things and put some plans in place for that. Um, Celebration. Speak, yeah. Speaking of our friend Corey Mullins, we just had him on as a uh, he had his own his own episode, just the the Corey Mullins episode, which yeah. was. My Instagram feed was jammed up with Mullins for like a month. Man. <laughs> Corey forwarded me every single clip and was like, "Man, I look so so bad on this." I'm like, "No, you'd like, dude, it was great. He it was great. great. He He's was a great, great person." Was a lot of Corey Mullins. I'm not. It was a lot, a lot of Corey Mullins. Thank you, Kettlebottom, for you know putting my feed in as Corey Mullins. But it's good to see him there. The algorithm is working. Yeah. Exactly. But no, that was that was good. It was a good conversation talking about. You know, we were talking about some of the derivatives, methanol, butanol, and and whatnot. So. Good overview on those, and then we'll have him in the September email version if you get that as our uh, TCC personality for uh, for September. We had Ray as the first one, and uh, Corey will be the September one. Maybe we'll, we'll launch his nickname alongside that. Uh, yeah, some of those can. clips. At some point, we'll update from Corey Mullins to L, whatever you decide his nickname okay. is going to be. <laughs> okay, <laughs> L something. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Or La, I guess, right? Yeah, no, 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 you. <laughs> um, well, I think that wraps things up. Any uh, any final thoughts, Javi? Any any final uh, words of wisdom for September, October? Just keep calling, keep calling on people, keep keep, keep yourself out there in front of people, best you can do. I like it, AJP. Keep seeding the market. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. That's gonna stick. I like that one. It is. I like that one. It is. Coco. Oh, just keep connecting, keep everything, you know, communication strong, and we're here for you. Yeah, open signs on the front door. Call us. Let's work together. I like it. Well, as always, we uh, appreciate you listening. Appreciate your guys' time this morning. It was a good uh, good episode. Excited for what's to come in the fall and really getting back out there, some of these trade shows and following along what's going to happen in the market. So we, uh, we appreciate it. Appreciate you for listening, and uh, we'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks, Ben. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Thanks, Bye-bye. Benny. The material contained on this podcast is provided by the chemical company solely for informational purposes. The information is not guaranteed to be correct, complete, or up to date. The information in the podcast is intended solely as a general education aid. TCC is providing this podcast as a public service, but it is neither a legal interpretation nor a statement of TCC policy. Reference to any specific product or entity does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by TCC. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. Views and opinions expressed by TCC employees are those of the employees and do not necessarily reflect the view of TCC or any of its officials. All statements, comments, and opinions presented are made in the context of robust dialogue and freedom of expression. TCC assumes no responsibility for any consequence relating directly or indirectly to any action or inaction taken based on the information in this podcast. While TCC strives to keep the information in the podcast accurate, complete, and up-to-date, we cannot guarantee and will not be responsible for any damage or loss related to the accuracy, completeness, or timeliness of the information. TCC assumes no liability for any errors or omissions in the content of this podcast. The information contained on the podcast is provided entirely on an as-is basis with no guarantees of completeness, accuracy, usefulness, or timeliness.